0: So we are here for another Q&A. Thank you, everyone, who sent in questions. Ooh, exciting. Yep. So let's get right to it. Question from David Cohn. He asked like this, is there a time where you need to push away emotions and work only with your logic or vice versa, or do you always need to work with both? The question is, how much of each? And I'm going to add another question from Max Cerbolsky, hope I'm pronouncing that right. He asked, how can someone change his emotions if he feels like he has too little or too much and it is affecting him in a bad way? Uh, both, of the, you know, I kind of threw the, both of the questions in together because they're both on the emotion versus logic questions. Uh, first of all, congratulations, David and Max. You won a free copy of the amazing book On the Shoulders of Giants. Um, yeah, so basically the first question is... Um, is there any time that you only need to work only with emotions or only with logic? And the second question is, if someone feels like, you know, he has too much emotion at sometimes or too little emotions, uh, how could, like, he change that if it's, a f- you know, if it's not good, if it's, you know, affecting him in the bad way, as uh, Max said it. Right, okay, so
1: um, it's two uh, pretty much separate questions, but I'll try to maybe kind of tie them together. So on the first question... You see, um, every situation in your life will have those two components in it. It, it comes almost on, almost, it comes on every situation in life. You have an um, every like kind of decision that you have. You'll have an emotional part to it and you'll have a logical part to it. There's no such thing of, like, this is pure logic, one plus one equals two. No, everything in your life, because we are humans and we're built out of those two components. So always you'll have those two components in every decision of your life. Uh, the example, you're, you're, you got a job and you're debating if to take this job or not. You're going to see that within that struggle of taking that job or not, you're going to have some, well, it makes sense. Yeah, make X amount of money. It's enough money for me. Da, 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 da. And uh, that's good. And maybe the logical thing is saying that the not good thing, right? But there also will be a component of emotional. Well, when i feel good over there meaning it's very harsh it's very it's very demanding or whatever and that you know i have a hard time like people telling me whatever it is that you're going to have an emotional struggle over there as well you always will have that because that's how humans are made out of we always were made out of those two components so therefore yes in every situation you're going to have to in one way or another the logic like i like we explained in the episode sometimes it comes when they clash is the big question but you always will have those two components and we were saying in the episode that the best way to go on it how do what do i go by is to obviously have, let the logic lead okay okay this is logical okay now put the emotion if the emotion is telling you no 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 the emotions are totally saying no so it is a part into it because you brought in the emotion. But obviously, let the logic lead. And that will be probably the best uh, uh, way to get to the more balanced result between those two things and not just being, I don't know, I don't feel, I don't feel, it doesn't feel great. Right. I'm just following my emotions. It doesn't feel right. I'm not going to do it. That's not good. Or just saying, logic, I'm going pure logic. I don't care about my emotions right now. I, uh, that, no, no, no. These are, like we said, the emotions is its own brain. You have to work with it, and but it just works in this way. That obviously, in cases that they clash, and logic will have to lead. So our logic will lead, but don't forget to involve the emotion with it. On the second question of balancing emotions, that's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a different thing. It's not so much we were focusing more on the logic versus emotion, but how to balance uh, emotions. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the hardest question in the world like like
0: could you could you kind of like change it like could you could someone who's like a very emotional person kind of obviously i mean from very emotional to completely non-emotional you know unless i don't know some crazy dramatic thing happened in his life probably won't change but even if he's like he feels like he's super over emotional sometimes like is there a way to kind of like just like even one step back you know if someone feels like he has too much emotions, which it's hard for him, like we said before, you need a, you know, lead with the logic. But obviously, um, you know, if the emotions are completely saying the opposite, then, you know, the logic is taking the lead. Um, but he, if someone feels like he, he's a very, very emotional person and sometimes he just can't control his emotions and that, you know, may, makes him... Uh, choose the wrong thing because he just can't control his emotions even though, you know logically is right. So the question is, is there anything to do to work on to make him kind of like a little bit less of an emotional person so the emotions shouldn't affect him in a bad way? because it does sometimes or the opposite or if there's not enough emotions sometimes he works just only pure on the logic and you know he could hurt other someone else's feelings and you know whatever it is and the like so is there a way to build emotion that he should be more emotional in these situations that you know that it shouldn't affect him in a bad way kind of like is there a way to people who don't have enough emotion to work to ha- have to be more emotional sometimes and what's the opposite? Someone who's too emotional, is there anything he could do to work on on becoming less emotional?
1: Right. Um, that's a very, very good question. That's an excellent question. You see, we mentioned in the episode um, that it goes both ways. I mean, there are some people that are naturally more logical and naturally more emotional. Men, women, doesn't matter, right? Within the, the systems of the men and women, right? Um, it, uh, you know, sometimes you have a balance to there, balance to there. Now, everyone needs to work on balancing him to the right balance, like we said, right? If someone is overly emotional, he has to obviously work on, you know, balancing it with the logic. And if someone is sees everything logical and he's not developed in his emotions, he obviously needs to work on adding emotions. How do you add those emotions, he's asking. How do you increase it? So it's interesting. I once heard, we didn't mention it in the episode. That's why I'm saying it's a very good question. Um, there is an idea. You got to work with what you have meaning you work on the emotions through your logic and you work on your logic through your emotions meaning to say um, I weren't say sure this idea so it's a, it's something to think of think it's something to think about you see a person that's very lo- you know some people you just some someone that's very logical so he needs to, so he has obviously very good you know he sees things in a in a cold way right so what he could do is through his thinking, he can try to think as, you know, what is feelings <laughs> and try to explore what is feelings, you know, through there and slowly, slowly, hopefully, to because to really understand feelings, you got to feel, right? Mm-hmm. But at least through his thinking process, let him think and think and think about what is emotions and think about what people feel. And think about what he himself, he can start from his own self. Think about what you feel.
0: So like even that little bit of emotions that he does have, focus on it a lot, that it should be like a bigger part. Exactly. And develop them. Develop
1: them through your thinking, because you're very good in thinking, very good, and you see the world very cold way. Okay, is this way or that way? I need to raise my children. Okay, just do what you need to do. Hugging, kissing all day. No, come on. You know, I'm (laughs) I'm exaggerating a little bit. But Yeah, unfortunately, there's parents that they, you know, you see it by parents. They don't, they're not so good in loving and hugging and kissing. I'm not saying you have to be super duper if it's not your culture. But it doesn't say within your culture, I don't care. You have to develop those emotions. So every person has, even the most cold-minded person, logical way of thinking, he has some emotions. So he's going to have to think, use your logic over there of thinking Hey, maybe there's something beyond the logic. Maybe there's something beyond my logic. Maybe there's something that are just not logic, just emotions. I, I think I did say that at the end of the episode. We were saying, you just need us. yeah, you need to say that there's things that are beyond my logic. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, a person that is overly taken by his emotions, right? And he wants to work on it, he has some sehel, he has some thinking. He should do more thinking. And he should, I mean, it's, yeah, do more thinking. Thank you. That really helped. But meaning in a saying, in the thing that he's, you know, he should start thinking, well, is it, is it logical what I'm doing now? Is it not, you know, starting developing his logic, his thinking. And hopefully that will help him in processing the emotions. Now I'm not talking, again, I'm not a big mumcha, I'm not a therapist, and I'm not a psychologist to tell you how to manage your emotions. A person that's, I'm not talking about someone struggling. And I, and I think I emphasized it on the episode. I'm not talking about someone that's actually struggling. I'm talking about a person that's in a good emotional state in his life, how should he balance his decisions in his life. I'm not talking about someone that's really um, unbalanced emotionally, has a real, real issue. That's for the professionals. Sometimes it goes down to medicine. I, I, we were not talking about, we were not talking about, if you're thinking about um, emotionally, unhealthy emotionally, that's not my area. And I certainly don't want to get into it. Go to the professionals. But if we're talking about your Baruch Hashem, your emotions are balanced, I was talking about the nature of people between their emotion and their logic, more emotional, more logical, that they have to work on the opposite strengths.
0: All right. Uh, Last question for today. We've been getting in a lot of questions about Olam Haba. I think we're going to, after Pesach, we'll make a whole uh, Q&A just specifically on... Um, the olam haba questions, because we got in a lot, but last question for today. This question is from Yosef Klein. There's something that has been bothering me for quite some time. Maybe you could help me out. We know that during the 6,000 years, a neshama could come back to this world in a few different Gilgulim. After Treyas Mesim, who is the neshama going to come back as? Huh, interesting, because like, You know, you have, you know, Fugal Golem, so he came back as this person, that person, and that person, as David, Shmuel, and Yehuda. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, hmm, interestingly, like, who is he going to, like, is he going to be David, Yehuda, or Shmuel? All all three of them are going to, like, come back to life, then whose neshama is each one going to have? Like, is the neshama going to split into three, like... Interesting very, question. Very good. Question. I could see One why it's been bothering you for quite yes. some time.
1: <laughs> it bothered me forever. When I was a kid, I used to think about it all the time. When I was a bachar, I was like so bothered by it. I was looking, and there's not too many books talking about it. There's Ramban and Sefer Gmul. There's and but most of the uh, the writing about these uh, topics are in Kabbalah, and mm-hmm. and we don't we don't we don't do Kabbalah in yeshiva, and that's why yeah. this question is really bothering you. It's an excellent question. So there is a few opinions on that, and they go slightly different to different directions. The different, uh, you know, machlokasim um, over here. So I'm gonna make it very simple for you, straight to the point, just to make it very a long story short. So I'm gonna break it down according to kind of kind of playing with most opinions, okay? But there's different opinions there. But I'm gonna give you something easy to take away, Yosef. Um, it goes like this. According to Kabbalah, we explain that the Adam Arishon, his neshama, was split into 600,000 main parts of neshama. Again, people like the Arizal, uh, great, the great Arizal, they knew, people that knew know the hidden part of the Torah, how neshamas work, how Gilgulim work, they tell this to us. So it's brought down in Mesorah, this is Kabbalah from generation to generation, all the way to Harsinai, so we don't mess with it. But basically, if to understand Gilgulim, you, you understand the way, and at the end, it's going to answer this question according to most opinions. Adam was split; his neshama was split into six hundred thousand main neshamas. Okay, so there are six hundred thousand main neshamas in the world. This world is meant to have six hundred thousand main neshamas. Jews, non-Jews combined, anything. Anything. Any any mm-hmm. any human on planet Earth. Now those those six hundred thousand of Adam this is before Jews, were were eventually all were on Harsini. Okay? In one way or another. Meaning there were a lot of Gilgulim already over there. Are in, in we we and Kabbalah is brought down Gilgulim, Gulli, Avramafina Gilgulah, right? There there were already Gilgulim going on from Adamorishan, right? People that died and came back. To, that Because their job wasn't finished, that's the basic idea. Now, um, those main nishamas were there in Harsina, and Hashem made it happen, okay? Now, those 600,000, now there were other parts that are called sparse, called nitsotsos, meaning out of those 600,000 main nishamas, those 600,000 split. Into mm-hmm. many many parts, and we compare neshama to fire. Why? Just like fire, you can light it and it keeps on going and going and going mm-hmm. and going and
0: going and going. The spirit of neshama, if we take one it to small fire. match and light twenty different bonfires, twenty
1: billion, 20 billion uh, candles. Yeah, so yeah. So that's kind of the idea of neshama. Okay, but it splits and splits. It splits into into smaller pieces. Right. It, we're just comparing it to fire in the sense that it just moves on, but mm-hmm. not, not don't don't go wild with the fire now um, as when neshama, we it's it's used as. as no, as a it's power not of like fire. you could just
0: take it and throw it around and. Yeah, it's not
1: it's a specific and just to understand but, it, yeah. But it breaks down and breaks down. Why, based on your deeds and what you did on your, if one okay, so now, each one of those parts, the nitzotzus of the six hundred thousand, they belong to a root neshama, of the six hundred thousand of Arishon. right? We all are a splitting of Adama Rishon that we became split. We were not supposed to be split. We were split in plan B. Now, since every, every one of those nitzotzos had a different component, different um, part that they did for that main neshama, they should be rewarded for that little small part they did. So in Tchis mesim, very short answer for a very large question with a lot of hard, you know, this is Kabbalah hardcore things, very simple terms. Don't worry, Yosef Klein. Don't worry. You're gonna wake up as Joseph Klein. Meaning, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna wake up as that part. That part will wake up.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of also like you're using the lighting, a bunch of candles. Uh, so I'll use the same example just to you know see uh, if I understand. Basically, Gilgulim is not that it's like the actual, the exact same Neshama comes back. It's just like... That like it's candle, nishama. technically
1: speaking, is the exact neshama, right? Because it's the flame, it's right? Different nitzotos, different mm-hmm. sparks, right? So it. basically,
0: so it's it's like that candle. Like let let us let's, let's call the neshama a candle, right? So that candle that was nifter and now it's coming back in in the body. It's not the actual the exact same candle that comes back, exactly. but that candle lights another candle, right? But it's a continuation, so, right? It's a continuation. So it's, it's, like it's a continuation. So it's like it's a continuation, right? So it has mm-hmm. its but own, but it's like individual. a new part to
1: it, exactly it has its mm-hmm. own individuality it has its own it should get its own its own reward right the no. job that you did as joseph klein should get rewarded right so yeah. that job that job will get rewarded that spark meaning we're going to that spark should be be rewarded individually yes mm-hmm. it's part of a, a larger scale are they going to know up. are
0: they going to like be brothers yes, after tsms like of course <laughs> it's not be
1: brother, it's just kind of this kind of the same mm-hmm. root just like you feel with your brother or your father or your mother like a relative it's kind of a... I like cannot, there's a, some type cannot of connection. I it to anything, right? Because it's going to be something new. Mm-hmm. Okay. But just remember also we spoke about the the I have to add in the machelkas of Ramchal and the Rambam. What will be your shape in Olam Haba? According to the Rambam, it will be a total new, new tzura. And according to Rambam, it will be in our shape, right? An our shape, just modified, just in a perfect condition, not with the flaws, not with the chisronos, not with the limitations of this world, right? But the tzura, the shape. So, according to Ramban, it could be more simple to understand that it's going to be Yosef Klein, meaning it's going to be Yosef Klein tzura, just in a perfect condition, with that spark of neshama that you get rewarded for its 70, 80, 90 years of his job here. Yeah. Right? Again, what I'm saying is such a large, I, I, I feel like a little child playing with a with, uh, Playing with you, the fire, with, uh, yeah. <laughs> Being uh, going on a spaceship, you know, mm-hmm. going into the space, you know. Yeah, it
0: really sounds like it's crazy deep concept. So it's a very big concept, but but yeah, but, no, but it's something you can let you
1: sit on. You can. B'ezrat Hashem, when you when we're all going to be grown up men, and we could uh, grown up and we can do Kabbalah. Um, there's a deeper and deeper understanding in it, but this is a very simple something idea you can take away that uh, a spark will live to Tzach and definitely, This is not like, oh, forget about Yosef Klein. Who cares about what he did? He's going to join this. Uh, he's he's finished. No, that's the whole idea that Hashem rewards you for every part of you also. So the you is belong to a larger scale of you, but that you is broken down to a lot yes, of yous. And that individual, every individual has its individuality. That's what, that's the idea of Yerida you by the way. Yerida Doros, meaning because your job is less and less and less in a way, but without you finishing that, you didn't finish that large-scale mm-hmm. neshamah's tikkun. Yeah. So those 600,000 Nishamas, it depends on you, man.
0: Depends mm-hmm. on you to complete they're all, that they're all They're all uh, waiting on you.
1: Yeah, well, it all depending on you, man. Do a good job. Yeah. Do a good job. I'm saying it to myself. Do a good job. Come on. Um. But anyways, thank you very much for really wonderful questions. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I love this them. Is, like I, I said. hope I can answer. I You know, I try to answer them. But um, yeah, hopefully it answered uh, answered. questions.
0: And yeah, like I said, all the people who sent them a question on Olam Haba, but Ezra Sashem, we will have a &A, QA after Pesach on that as well. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful Pesach. And we will be back uh, on Thursday for this week's episode.